Hi, I'm Gilad Niger, and this is the Velips Tech Tuesday Unboxed, your DevOps Technologies Review. In every episode, we talk with a DevOps expert who shares the latest trends and best practices in the industry. Today, we are diving into the world of cloud management with an exciting platform named ControlMonkey. Whether you are a seasoned DevOps professional, an IT manager, or just starting your journey with infrastructure as code, there is something in this episode for you. We are going to explore how ControlMonkey can improve your cloud infrastructure, providing full visibility into your cloud account, automating infrastructure as code tasks, and even handling cloud compliance. We are fortunate to have the CEO of ControlMonkey, Aaron Tweezer, joining us to share insights and three life examples of how ControlMonkey is transforming cloud management. Whether you're looking to level up your Terraform game, streamline your cloud operations, or just curious about the latest in cloud technology, I think you're going to love this one. Today I'm happy to talk with Aaron Twizer, the CEO and co-founder of ControlMonkey, and the former CTO and co-founder of Spot. Hey Aaron. Hey Gilad, thank you for having me here. Great to have you here. First, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, so I, I'm Aaron, I'm about to be 40 years old in two months, married, have three young boys, I sleep well at night, uh, sweet boys, I uh, live here in Tel Aviv, and I started my technological career like 20 years ago, uh, and now, as you said, I'm the co-founder and CEO of ControlMonkey. Yeah. Okay, so I'm jumping a little bit ahead. Mm -hmm. um, in short, can you explain what is ControlMonkey? So ControlMonkey is a cloud uh, governance and intelligence platform that helps cloud users to manage, discover, automate cloud environments by leveraging infrastructure as code. Mm -hmm. uh, it also has an interesting name. How did you come up with the name of ControlMonkey? So yeah, the, the name is, is kind of funny. So uh, there's an open source called ChaosMonkey. It's mm -hmm. by Netflix. It's part of their chaos engineering think, idea. And the idea of Chaos Monkey is basically to shut down infrastructure in your account sporadically to make sure that your uh, cloud architecture is, is, is robust and can handle those kind of unexpected failures. So while Chaos Monkey brings chaos to your cloud, the idea with Control Monkey is to basically give control to your cloud and help you to better manage and govern every cloud resource you, you have in your cloud accounts. All right, all right. Uh can you describe the main challenges in the infrastructure as code and Terraform world that led you to develop ControlMonkey? Yeah, I think, I think the problem is before Terraform. So the reason me and Ori, my co-founder, the reason we founded ControlMonkey is we saw cloud users both in, in my job at AWS and back then at Spot together with Ori, we saw cloud users in what's called day two in their day two, when they have a lot of cloud resources, big environments, a lot of assets, maybe multiple regions, we saw cloud users struggle to manage their cloud environments. So even the simplest questions like, who configured that resource? Is the configuration right? Should it still be running? Uh, should I shut down this machine right now? All of those questions basically led to misconfiguration, security issues, mm -hmm. unexpected cloud cost. And we thought that you know, there must be a solution for, for such a problem, right? Because so many organizations suffer from the exact same issues. And this is why we came up with ControlMonkey. The idea with ControlMonkey is basically to manage your cloud with infrastructure as code. So infrastructure as code, you mentioned Terraform. So Terraform is yeah. 
one of the infrastructure as code frameworks out there. There are others like CloudFormation, Pulumi, CDK, etc. The idea with infrastructure as code is basically that you manage your cloud with code. So instead of doing it in a ClickOps way, so going to the AWS console and click on create this and configure that, you basically write everything down. And the main advantage of this is that, first of all, it's easier to reproduce cloud environments because you basically copy and paste your code and then you apply it on your cloud and you have those new resources. And the second advantage is that you can take the same methodologies, the same ideas of managing application code and apply those to your infrastructure. So central Git repository, CICD pipeline for upgrading infrastructure, shifting left your cloud policies. So do everything in the code level. And this is exactly where ControlMonkey comes in. We basically help cloud users to manage all of their cloud with Terraform code, making sure everything is in place, all the resources have a desired state. So there is actually code that defines what's the desired state of the cloud. And this is, this is why we came up with ControlMonkey and this is what we do with infrastructure as code. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned drift detections and it will be interesting to talk about how ControlMonkey helps detect drifts between mm-hmm. uh, the desired state and the actual state of the cloud environment. Yeah, so drift detection is, is one of our main features. If I'm taking like a step back, one of our main features is basically help customers to start using infrastructure as code. So we know to take existing cloud environments and automatically generate the, the Terraform code for them. So like mm-hmm. the alternative, by the way, is you know to take all of your resources, or when I say to take, I mean look at the AWS console, and then start and write down Terraform code, which is very is a very lengthy process, error-prone. It, it's it's not, not a walk in the park, let's say. So ControlMonkey knows to generate the Terraform code that represents your existing resources. Now, the second step, which is what, what you're mentioning is drift detection. Let's say that you already have resources running in the cloud and Terraform code that represents or manages them. What happens if someone goes to the console? It could be one of the DevOps team, right? It doesn't have to be a developer or something like that. So goes to the console and change the resource configuration. And this kind of situation, it's it called drift. Drift is basically means discrepancy between your code and the code is the desired state and the actual state, what's actually running in your cloud. The problem with that is that if you don't detect this drift as fast as possible, the next time you will try to apply any change on that resource, you won't know like what's the, the real status. So I just had a call with a, a customer from Spain and they have Terraform, but he tells me that because their code and their cloud is, is so much drifted, the code becomes irrelevant because right mm-hmm. now they, they don't know what's the, what's the correct status. Is it what's written in the code or what's running in the cloud? ControlMonkey automatically detects any drifts in your cloud. So we look for it periodically. And then for each drift, we tell you what's the severity of the drift, what's the cost implication. Let's say you had an RDS with an instance size of extra large. Someone change it to 8XL. You're going to pay eight times more, right? Yes. So we automatically detect that, give you like what's the cost implication, severity, and we also give you one-click remediation for the drift. Can I set also an automatic uh, remediation? So you can't. Automatic remediation, that, that's a good question because most mm-hmm. of the people, they don't want to do yeah. automatic remediation, right? Because maybe there was production issue, 
2 a.m., you went to the console, you changed something, you don't want to uh, reconcile it to what's written in the code. So we give alerts, we give you again one-click remediation, but, but people or DevOps team still want their you know, control of like, what should they do? What remediation should they take? I think it's an interesting use case of importing an existing uh, cloud infrastructure to the Terraform code, to the Terraform project. I've seen many cases where the customer already has a running cloud infrastructure. In some cases, it, it was a production environment and they need to import it to infrastructure as code, to Terraform, for example, and add more resources after. So I understand Control Monkey helps in this kind of cases. Yeah, so I think the main advantage of Control Monkey is that it's one platform for all of your Terraform operations. So starting from generating the Terraform code, drift detection, identifying new unmanaged resources, but also we provide a CI CD for Terraform. So you have one platform that does everything for you. So instead of buying three or four different products, you have one management platform. And uh, for your question, so yeah, once, because we have a CI CD system, once you have your code, your Terraform code in your Git repository, GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket, whatever you're using, whenever you're changing the code and you want to delete resource, provision a new resource, update an existing resource, Control Monkey automatically picks that change and run the CI-CD pipeline for you. Mm -hmm. So Terraform plan, Terraform apply. Now the nicest thing in the CI-CD or the main advantage of CI-CD is that you can actually apply policies on your CI-CD. So let's say you need some security policies or some cost policies. I don't want this stack, this unit of deployment to cost more than $1,000 a month. And then if someone changes something that will cause bigger costs than this threshold you've defined, Control Monkey actually blocks that. So it could be security policy, cost policy, tagging policy. Maybe you need to have specific tag on all of your resources. And one of the DevOps team members doesn't know that, right? So you can automatically incorporate policies that will be validated as part of your CI-CD pipeline. If a company is just starting to use infrastructure as code, how does Control Monkey help them? That, that's a great question. So we help with several use cases. One of them is companies that start using infrastructure as code or want to do that shift. Now, I want to put you in the, you know, in, in that, that company's shoes, right? So mm -hmm. you already have infrastructure. Let's say you have a company running since 2018. You have a lot of infrastructure, maybe multiple regions. Now you go to that challenge or that project. You need to think, okay, how am I going to take all of the existing resources that are running? It's my production. I have customers. I can't just like, you know, shut down and provision everything. How do I take it to infrastructure as code? And this is one, again, one of the use cases where we help. We know to take all of the environment, generate the Terraform code for it automatically. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to write anything. And then, you know, moving to infrastructure as code, it's not only about the code, right? It's about the CI/CD, the drift detection, identifying if someone still does any changes from the console. And Control Monkey helps those kind of users in the whole package. So the first thing they would do is we're going to generate the Terraform code for them, but then they're going to use our CI/CD, drift detection, all of the mechanisms I've defined, all in one place. Could you explain how Control Monkey contributes to increasing organizational efficiency and eliminating bottlenecks? 
Yeah. So the main thing with Control Monkey is that it creates this standardized way to deploy and manage infrastructure. So you have everything in one place. The DevOps team basically doesn't have to do any manual tasks anymore. They don't have to do any code review on infrastructure changes. Like they still have to do code review, right? But they know that there is some automatic system that does it for them before they actually do the manual code review. They don't have to write Terraform code anymore. All of the infrastructure delivery is streamlined. So everything goes way faster. One of the killer features that we have is basically self-service catalog. So teams can actually expose other templates of infrastructure that other teams can provision on their own. So the whole team basically runs way faster. That's on the efficiency efficiency metric, basically. Oh, nice. Can you uh, give an example or, or a real use case of the service catalog you've mentioned? Yeah. So uh, right now we're working with uh, several companies that have like those big networking architecture. So... Mm-hmm. Transit Gateway, VPC peering, stuff like that. And they want to give other teams the capability to, to spin up, you know, unit of deployment, right? So specific networking resources, but they want them to do it under specific rules or specific, you know, governance of, of the organization. So those teams, they basically, they write Terraform code once with, you know, the, the template or the blueprint, and then they just expose it to other teams. And those other teams... They have some knowledge of, of networking, but they don't know how to actually spin everything up. And all they have to do is just like click, okay, I want to spin up infrastructure from that blueprint, enter few variables, and then they have this infrastructure up and running without knowing Terraform, without, you know, nobody breaks the rules because all of the rules are already incorporated within the blueprint. So it makes their life way easier. One of the nicest features around the blueprints or self-service catalog is that the stakeholder or the, the manager can actually set time to live on those kind of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So think about a developer that needs environment, right? Running a test environment. Yeah. The, the DevOps engineer can set time to live, TTL, and then nobody forgets uh, environments running through the weekends or, you know, you can spin up infrastructure and go to a vacation. Like you can go to a vacation, but this environment is going to be automatically shut down. So it helps the organization to save money. All right, it's a nice feature. Yeah. Can you give us a real-world scenario or use case where Control Monkey would come in as a solution? One of our customers was a very interesting use case is actually HoneyBook. They used to manage their cloud in a ClickOps way, so do everything from the console. And it was very hard for them to let other people do any changes in the cloud, right? Because when you do everything manually, there is no... audit process, there is no review process, there is no methodology or workflow around how you do changes. And we help them basically to take all of their existing environment on AWS. So ECS cluster, Route 53, S3 buckets, RDS, all of those and shift that to Terraform in no time. So we generated the Terraform code for them, uh, again, automatically with zero efforts from their side. And then they kept use Control Monkey for their CI/CD and for the drift detection. So you know, taking an organization from ClickOps to GitOps, it's, it's not like a one-day task because it's not about educating, I would say, or like kind of like creating this alignment of everybody. And it takes time, right? It's not like uh, everybody, okay, right now you don't have any access to the console, to the AWS console. It takes time. 
And we actually help them with doing this, this shift. So it's not only about, as I mentioned, generating the code. It's also alert them when someone does something from the AWS console. So they took all of their environment, shifted it to Terraform. They now have a CI CD in place for their Terraform. They're blocking any AWS console access. So only read, like people have only read only access, which is like the ideal situation, right? This is where you need to go as cloud user organization. So they did this shift again in no time. We we're very happy to work with them. We were very excited, you know, to help them to do this shift in no time with minimal efforts from their side. And they're quite happy as well. Oh, that's a nice, uh, nice use case. Okay, last question is a little bit more personal. If you were not working today in the tech industry, what would you do in your day-to-day? Wow, that's, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, I love technology. Like, uh, so Control Monkey is my second startup. The first one got sold to NetApp a few years ago. Doing startup is not like a logical thing, right? Because you need to invest a lot of your time and basically give up time with your family, with your wife, with your kids. So I love technology. That being said, I think that if I wasn't in, the, in this space... Not in the tech industry. Not in yeah. the tech industry, yeah. I think I would either learn or teach history. I'm a big fan of like history from different centuries. So uh, yeah, I really, really love history. I think that someday I'll probably go and do like my history degree, but uh, probably after Control Monkey. Wow, nice, nice. Okay, Aaron, thank you so much for joining our podcast today and for sharing with us your knowledge about infrastructure as code and the interesting solution Control Monkey. See you in our Tech Tuesday session. Absolutely, thank you, Gilad, it was a pleasure. This podcast is a review of the Velips Tech Tuesday webinar. So if you're interested in our in-depth discussions about the up-to-date technologies in DevOps, check out our webinar on our website at the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye.